coming up next in The Ziggler Show. My mantra is, how good can I feel? How easy can it be? That's what I believe. Welcome to The Ziggler Show. I'm your host, Kevin Miller. On The Ziggler Show, my focus is getting to the root of personal and business development by digging into what actually helps us change, transform, and achieve the progress we feel called to and the fulfillment we truly desire. Here I bring today's most influential people onto the show and take captive the core issues of human performance by having honest conversations about what really matters to our individual success. I encourage you to visit Ziggler.com today, see what they can offer you for your personal and business success. So I'm back with Nick Pigeon today, positive psychologist, renowned success coach who I had on the show previously in episode 959, but this is my habits show and I walk with her through her personal habits. Nick has 30 employees, 5,000 clients. You could readily expect to find her as the hard-charging woman on top of success as a result of working 18-hour days, and she'll sleep when she dies, right? Well, as you heard in the intro clip, when I asked her how she saw herself in this perspective, her reply was, in essence, to see how successful she can be, but how easy can she make it? That's a twist. And she's a great example of someone who invests a lot in her self-care in order to fuel her capacity for her own high performance and inspiring the high performance of everyone else she works with. And you're going to be inspired and equipped by this conversation. You can connect with Nick Pigeon and get her book, Now Is Your Chance, for free at nowisyourchancebook.com. And if you want to go beyond merely listening to the show and join our community of people devoted to making positive change in their life and work, come over to kevinmiller.co. You can join my Driven to Live community. You can go from listening to this podcast episode with Nick Pigeon's Habits for Success to discussing how you might want to bolster your own habits. And recently, folks, I had some testimonies from listeners who really like to watch the episodes. I don't ever say much about that, but you can watch them on YouTube. Go to youtube.com slash Kevin Miller CO uh, and check out the actual video footage of me with every guest. Now, Nick Pigeon. All right, Nick, I'm going to ask this. I, I really, I actually am always curious about this question. If you've got that day and it's packed, you do not have time for your perfect. I just had somebody on the show that said your peacetime habits and great rituals that you do. This is a wartime. So you only get a few of them or you only get a short time. What are the ones that are going to be priority on your list? Okay. So I really know the power of micro rituals. Yeah. So I, I call them micro rituals. That's perfect. It's, it's nice to indulge and have an hour to do them, but sometimes you only have 10 minutes. So for me, if I've only got a few minutes, I always, always, always incorporate music. So music has got the power to lift your mood and shift you into a totally different frequency. So I'll choose, for example, three songs and I'll sit in meditation for the length of one song and I'll use that song to signal the start and the end. During that meditation, I'll also pair it with some breath work. So if I want to activate then I would do something like Breath of Fire from Kundalini, which is a really rapid breath in and out through the nose. 
if I want to bring more calm and more peace and maybe um, get into like the parasympathetic nervous system and calm feelings of anxiety, I might do longer, slower, deeper breaths. So breathing in for five seconds, breathing out for five seconds. I would do that for the length of one song. I would then stand up and I'd shake my whole entire body out. So I'd start bouncing on the spot. I'd shake all my arms, all my legs and release any sound, relax my jaw because there's a lot of attention that can stay in your jaw. I would do that for the length of a song. Those two songs are going to be completely different. One's going to be relaxing. The other one's probably going to be crazy tribal music or something. Then the third song, I might practice dance and visualization in that song. So that would be like nine minutes, really quick, no excuses, get it done. Okay. Yeah. I was, when you first talked about incorporating music, which I, I love, music is so foundational for my life, but I thought it's probably not the eighties dance music that you talked about in the first show <laughs> that you like jamming in the car with. Uh, so yeah, understood. How about this? I don't think I've ever asked this, but I'm curious all of a sudden in the past, and I don't have to put a timeline on it. What area, if we look at your daily habits, addressing all the areas of your life. What area have you had a significant change in habits recently, or you added something that wasn't there before? For me, I feel like my energy has always been, or certainly in the last kind of three or four years has been the thing that I'm working with the most. Okay. So I'm always looking at how I can feel more awake and more alive so I've always worked out and exercised and that's given me access to more energy and more productivity. But in recent years, I've got really, really intentional around some of the biohacking tools that I use. Okay. So I have a sauna in the house. Mm-hmm. I have a hyperbaric oxygen chamber in the house. I have infrared mats. I will go and do ice baths every week. I'll go and do lymphatic drainage every week. And I'm integrating some of these performance tools to help me really hold as much as I'm holding. I have a team of 30 that work for me. I have 5,000 clients that I coach, as well as having family, friends, normal life as well, and looking after myself. So I recognize that as the responsibilities of business go up, also my self-care and performance habits have to evolve too. Well, Okay, I'm going to deviate off the habits for a second, just because when you say that, you can get the feeling. There's a lot of debate, I'll say this, on these days on the aspect of, you know, the hard charging entrepreneur that just is full tilt boogie all the time, 24-7, 365. Tell me how you fall within that perspective. My mantra is, how good can I feel? How easy can it be? That's what I believe, because because I wasn't that. So it's not that I'm just like this person all of the time. It's because I've been on this journey of burnout, of hustling so hard that I felt exhausted and depleted. And I felt like I couldn't do what I loved anymore because I didn't have the energy to do it. Now I make it a non-negotiable. And what I've actually found is that the more space I create for myself, the better I show up in the business too. Okay. You, so I'm going to hit on, you talked about exercise somewhat. Um, I'm always curious to hear what people's nutritional habits are, because I think everybody gets so confused because you hear a hundred different things and there's not, you know, I, I, I am often saying there is no 
perfect diet across the board for everybody. It's individualized. But today, it says five hours ago on Facebook, you talked again about, I talked about this on the first show, before you can step on the gas, you have to fuel up. And just to take of interest, you have a plate there that looks, if not 100%, about 95% veggies. But what is your primary nutritional habits, boundaries, structure? I have, I definitely believe that nutrition is a gateway. So it's like the, the gateway into a lot of personal development. Now with my workouts, that's really a non-negotiable for me. I'm never not going to work out. It's a given. It's very similar with my nutrition. And one of the things that I learned from my personality test in human design is that I actually do really well with routine eating. So I eat the same stuff all of the time. I will have in the morning after my workout, a vegan protein shake with a scoop of super greens powder in it. I'll also have my Amigas and I'll have my supplements all at that time as well. For lunch, I will tend to have a salad and it'll probably be a salad from one of three places, the same one that I always have. Then in the afternoon, I might have a snack. I might have another protein shake the evening is where I have a lot more flexibility. And it's not that I'm really regimented on, I have to have just a protein shake and a salad. It's more that it's um, one less decision that I have to make in my day. So it becomes easier for me to focus on business and purpose. So I tend to have a lot of structure and just eat the same things all of the time. Evenings, I love to go out. I love to um, eat with friends. And I'm very lucky because over time, I've always chosen the perspective that adding more good in is better than choosing to deprive yourself. So I love eating healthy foods. Like I love high vibrational foods. I just, food is like such a joy to me. I really, really love it. I can tell you any restaurant in any town. So if you ever need support with that, just let me know. Um, So I think it's one of the greatest pleasures in life. And it's about finding something that works for you. I'm not going to be someone that feels guilty if I want a dessert or I want the fries. Um, But because I make such good choices the rest of the time, that's okay. Well, I saw in the post, you talking about the 80-20 rule, which I Mm. appreciate that. I I credit my wife with the term of flexitarian. If we've done so many Mm. things, vegan and vegetarian, that now we're flexitarian. I so appreciate that. I have so much more fun. You did mention... Uh, super greens. And just again, cause people are curious. I'm going to, if you're willing to ask which literal, which brand do you use? Cause that was my first ever business. Really? So yeah, I read Tim Ferriss, the four hour work week, and I wanted to find something that I could do as a like passive income stream. Yeah. So back in 2010, I launched a company in England. It wasn't my product. It was an American product called green vibrance. There's also a protein-filled product called Maximum Vibrance. Okay. And I actually distributed and drop shipped them in the UK. And I still use it today. What's that? Like over a decade later. Yeah. Okay. So not something we can get in America? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an American product. So it's called Green Vibrance. Green Vibrance. Okay. And you store it in the freezer because it's alive. Uh-huh. <laughs> because of the enzymes and they have that's the one without protein they have one with vegan protein which is called maximum vibrance okay i just typed it in green vibrance you can find it so there you go folks there's a uh, prescriptive 
recommendation you can take there. All right. Relationships is the next one. What are the habitual things that you do to foster the relationships that you want in your life? I am a huge person of celebration. Hmm. So I'm always asking whether it's friends or clients or partnerships, like what is it that is going well for you and what is it you're excited about? In positive psychology, we talk about active, constructive responding. So I really love being in that celebration and learning about more of what it is that feels good for other people and what the next steps are for that, why it feels good. So that's definitely a tool that I use in relationships. I think that relationships really are our greatest teachers. It's very easy to create mastery and be in control when you're just an island on your own. But actually, there's so much growth that comes through through engaging in relationships and through asking yourself the questions about how is it that I show up and how is it that I want to show up? I feel like more and more getting into the space of non-judgment, acceptance mm. of others. I don't know if you've um, seen Byron Katie's work. I know, the, all suffering. I know the name. I have not gotten into it. Huh. Super interesting. All suffering is caused by expectation. Mm. So it's the expectation that other people or situations are going to be a certain way. And when we actually start to accept them, we gain our power back. So that's been a really great practice because once you're in the acceptance and you're like, this is what it is, does it work for me or does it not work for me? Then it allows you to make decisions from a more empowered place. It's interesting, the celebration aspect. I'm going to think on that because I have, uh, especially a group of guys I meet with every week, and I often will say, sometimes it's the last thing before, hey, before everybody takes off what is most prominent on your mind? I don't want to be surprised in a week when I hear X, Y, Z, and I didn't even know it. What's the primary thing that's going on with you that's, uh, that's on your mind. But I like that. What are you celebrating? I saw, I think it was in a mastermind, Nick, somebody saying it was a, how did they term it? It, it was something to the aspect of, of a, a bragging thing. Here's a spot to brag. And we want you to brag, put your, your pride and your, uh, your worries about pride, put your humility aside and just where's a place to brag. We don't really have that, uh, these days. And we talk negatively about the highlight reels on social media and stuff. And yet, where do you get, I think a lot of people don't have anyone that they can share again, that celebration. So, uh, that's what I'm taking away from this one. Well, so far we're not done yet. Uh, mental is the next one. And you've talked about that some as well. If there's anything to add to that, the things that you do to really retain the mental state you want. I read a lot of books. Mm. So I read a couple of books a week. And I think that as a writer, that really allows me to not just be in my own process of downloading and thinking things, but also receiving as well and being open to new frameworks and new modalities Um, I have a lot of support. I didn't used to, but I really allowed myself to receive more support. And I work with a subconscious practitioner. I work with a spiritual therapist. So I feel like I have got better with, um, talking about things. I think a lot of the way that I used to approach things was I'm just going to get through it. I'm resilient, resilient, I can take on anything. And I could up to a point. And now it's really great to just be in that curiosity and approach things 
from a place of not making anything wrong, always looking for the good in everything, always finding the silver lining. And I really choose to do that through everything that I do. And having that curiosity or the fascination means that going back to this thing of expectation, it's like, oh, wow, how fascinating that this is happening right now. Like, what can I learn from this? And that's really, really afforded me a much more pleasurable and graceful journey. Well, on that note, then let's go right into, into spiritual, into your, your habits, your, your practices, the things that you do to nurture that in your life. Kundalini yoga is a huge one. Okay. Have you ever done it? No, no. Okay. I, I know the name, but no, huh? It's amazing. It's, it's really, really strange when you first start it. And what I love about it, I've been practicing for eight years it's really a combination of so many different things. It brings in breath work. It brings in chanting and using your voice, meditation, physical practice. And it just feels like it gives you access to completely new versions of yourself and versions of your thinking. It helps really clear your channel and helps you get more connected. So that's definitely a discipline that I know and love. And in eight years, I've never done the same class twice. So it feels like there's a lot of variety within it as well. Yeah. No, that's an area that's something I'm going to, I'm, I'm open to the motivation to, because my exercise, I have so much joy in really in mountain biking and trail running that, and I do a lot of resistance stuff here in my office. I've got all kinds of weightlifting stuff. So I do a lot of that as well, but I've not devoted my time out of that. And yet I've got a few people in my life saying, dude, you've got to start stretching for one thing. Uh, and then meditating is always one that I am often called to. I'm, I'm getting there little by little. So good to hear the testimony there. This is The Ziggler Show and my walk with Nick Pigeon through her personal habits for success. We'll be right back. The next one's career, just the vocational habits. And it's somewhat of an odd, I mean, you know, you're here because of your vocational success in a lot of ways, personal and vocational. But with you, I'm going to ask it, if you want to answer for yourself or also just what you find yourself guiding your, you know, your, your clients with on how to, on what habits will keep your career, your business in a path that you want it to be. Because as we all experience success, you have so much opportunity, so many different ways you can go. And I went through my own time period of just literal anxiety of feeling like, Oh my goodness, I'm missing that opportunity and that one and that one. And that and I had to, I had to, I had really had to let it go and say, look, I'm, I'm doing okay here. Just be at peace. So I appreciate this question of what do you do to keep your career path where you want it? Yeah, it's interesting. And I I feel like I've gone through many iterations of this within myself and my career. I went through a phase of feeling really embarrassed that I wasn't going fast enough. Hmm. Kind of got stuck at this point a few years ago where I was making around about a million a year. And I was like, but I'm not going fast enough. So I feel really bad about myself. So I shifted out of that and I really started to align more with what's right for me at this time. And because I got to know myself even better than before, and I got to look at what my strengths are and what my values are and what the big picture is, it helped me to stay in my own lane. 
I now have a lot of systems within my life and business, which look at what are the three big broad objectives for the year. So for example, this year we launched our positive psychology coach certification. I was focusing on writing another book. I was focusing on the masterminds that I have. So it's like the decisions that I make either fuel one of those goals or they're a total distraction from them. So I'm always looking with my team, okay, if we're going to say yes to this thing, where does it fit in the big picture? And is it a necessary to have or is it a nice to have? Yeah. So we'll look, we have like little checklists and things and like, do we really want and need to do this? Because I going back to habits, I'm really, really good at protecting my time. So it means that the things that we do do in the business are really fulfilling. I enjoy them more. And because of that, they get better results too. Okay. Personal. These are the things that you do just for you. Call it self-care, but I also want to put play in there, fun mm-hmm. uh, hobbies. I already know that you like driving in the car with 80s music playing. <laughs> um, so there's one. But literally along those lines, the thing that just, well, come on, back to your book, just, just makes you happy. Yeah, just simple things. Yeah. Like I love dinners. I love like, I remember I got asked a question, like, Nick, what do you want to do for your birthday this year? And I was like, I want to sit outside with my friends and eat dinner. And that was it. Like, I love just being outdoors. I love walking outdoors. I love practicing Kundalini, going and doing my self-care rituals, laughing. I love deep, purposeful conversation. So it's those type of things, the simplicity of joyful moments that really build a rich life. Okay, you know, I'm going to ask, I I haven't asked this in a while. How about advice? Do you have anything you look at and go, eh, you know, yeah, I kind of, kind of a guilty pleasure. How's that? Yeah. You know, you know, those caffeine drinks. Yeah. <laughs> those like not coffee. I actually don't like it, but the cold fizzy caffeine drinks. Yeah. That's like my guilty pleasure. And I'll have one every single day. Wow. Okay. Good to know there. I, I feel I, my, I have my daily chocolate covered almonds. And, uh, and lately I've just been doing a lot of raw veggies, but I love doing it with pimento cheese, which is just junk, but you know, it gets the veggies down. So, all right. Cold, fizzy caffeine. (laughs) Hey, Nick, thank you. Thanks for being back with us. Thanks for giving us a behind the scenes on your habit. It's been a gift. Thank you. As always, I'm inspired by hearing the daily habits and routines and rituals from someone who's not only finding great success in their personal life and business, but is inspiring and influencing many people in an effort to help them achieve success and growth in their lives. Again, you can connect with Nick Pigeon, and that's N-I-Y-C, Nick Pigeon, and her book, Now Is Your Chance, for free. Uh, You can get it at nowisyourchancebook.com. And coming up next in Ziggler Show, episode 962, I'm with Tom Ziggler to have a candid conversation about the root issues of personal growth and change. Till then, thank you as always for letting me walk with you as we inspire our true performance together.